0: The transfer portal is spinning, and folks, it is spinning fast. What does it mean for the BYU football program, who's both losing guys and obviously hoping to land a few big fish in that portal? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the latest when it comes to personnel ahead of the bowl game against SMU. Kalani Sitake addressed the media in his weekly press conference. We'll get you the latest on that, and of course, catch up on all the other news involved in BYU athletics. Hi everybody, I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys taking the time to check out the show. It is so much fun every single day to sit down and talk all things BYU. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and of course we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And also, we have a title sponsor on today's show. It's our friends over at Oma. Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, my friends. A gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order now. Alright, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU football. Yeah, I guess we can call this uh, four, five, six week period that's come in it's started yesterday officially it, it, we're calling it As the Portal Turns I, I know that's a play on the famous a soap opera, but here's the thing the transfer portal is going nutso, folks. It is just absolutely spinning at an absolutely record-breaking pace. Now, for those of you who may have missed yesterday's podcast, Monday was the official open of the NCAA transfer portal season. And there was a question sent in via email. I'll I'll address it right now. Uh, It comes in from David Duvall. It says, Jake, why does the transfer portal open before the season is over? Does that hurt the bowl season? Now, David, uh, before uh, this season of college football, the transfer portal had always been open at any point to any athlete who wanted to transfer at any time. It didn't matter what time of year they could go and enter the NCAA transfer portal and seek a new home. Now, the coaches out there in various sports, especially college football, spoke out in mass against that saying, hey, we need to have some regulations on this. So the NCAA Division I Council actually put together a uh, proposal that was ultimately approved by all the parties that needed to be that has now two NCAA transfer portal windows. And what it is, it opens after the end of the regular season for football. Uh, that obviously started yesterday and will continue until January 18th. So we got about a month, roughly, of the portal being open for athletes to go into the portal. Then it will also reopen after spring ball. It's in late March into mid-April. There will also be a period for college football players to enter it. Now, your point is well taken, David, because it, it seems like the, the it's going to ruin a lot of teams' rosters. And it will. It will affect rosters. We need to talk about a Fifth guy, Tate Romney from BYU officially announcing he's going into the NCAA transfer portal and that's a bit of a stunner similar to Campbell Barrington to me like what are you doing like this is a guy who I thought could push for playing time next year and potentially even start but has decided it's his time to jump out BYU has five athletes in the transfer portal there are programs with 15 16 17 athletes already in there and it's only been what just over 24 hours depending on when you're watching this podcast Sports Source Analytics does a really good job uh, covering all things sports They uh, tweeted this at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, if you're watching this on Tuesday, 6 o'clock Mountain Time on Monday night. 771 players have entered the transfer portal today, speaking of Monday. That is an all-time daily record exceeding the previous high of 270 set on November 21st. Of those 771 athletes, 64 of them are quarterbacks, including BYU backup quarterback Jacob Conover. Amongst those 64 quarterbacks, uh, excuse me, no, uh, uh, yeah, actually, no, I can't be among the But it says also 2,565 career starts are amongst that 771 athletes. So there is just a 1,000 guys, and that's that's just one day. So if you include all the grad transfers that went in already, also other guys who have entered uh, previous to this that are currently still in the portal— You're well over, what, 1,000 already? And by the time you watch this podcast, that overall one-day record may be set once again. It's going absolutely crazy out there. We're talking high-level quarterbacks. Folks, former Clemson starter DJ Uyangalele, the former five-star athlete, he's entered the transfer portal. Devin Leary, a four-year starter at NC State, who has led NC State to multiple national rankings, he's in the transfer portal. Phil Dracovic left Boston College in less than 24 hours, landed at Pitt. He's actually one of the first uh, athletes to go in the portal and then immediately land at a new program. There's a lot of people out there, and yours truly is also among them, who is very curious about what Jaron Hall's status is going to be. I've said it once, I've, I'll say it again, I do believe, I'm expecting, as I sh- I should say, for him to leave for the NFL, which obviously would necessitate BYU hitting the portal early and often to find a talented one or two or three quarterbacks to come in and compete for that starting job. The good news is the, the number of quarterbacks I saw go in here, I just mentioned three or four guys that are high-level players. There's far more than that. Oh, Spencer Sanders, a four-year starter at Oklahoma State, he's gone in the portal. Like the, the the talent, the depth and breadth, especially at the quarterback position that's gone into the transfer portal, Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, Kalani Satake, have got to, all got to be sitting there thinking, man, there's a lot of talent out there. Can we go out and sell ourselves? They obviously need to know exactly what Jeremy. Hall is going to do. And I would assume that they would ask Jaron Hall to give them an idea of which way he's leading so they know how to approach this portal situation. Uh, even if he hasn't, I would be approaching it as if he's leaving. That That's how I would operate if I was BYU's coaching staff. It, this portal thing is absolutely crazy, folks. And it just adds a whole new element to this. Because as David uh, mentioned, David Duvall, who emailed me, it's going to affect rosters. There are teams, I I was joking with our uh, Locked On Gators host, Brandon Olson, he uh, covers the Florida Gators. He's like, I'm not even sure who's going to be playing uh, for Florida in that Las Vegas Bowl against Oregon State. Uh, These rosters are absolutely going to be depleted with certain programs to a crazy, crazy level that could obviously affect their performance in the postseason. Could the NCAA have moved it back to after bull season for the transfer portal? Sure but the the fact that they locked it up and didn't let athletes leave whenever they want, they had to make a compromise and they decided, you know what, at the end of the regular season that's when we will officially open it up and it just adds a whole new element to this because we have the early signing period coming up in just over a week, my friends it's crazy to think it's already here, you're going to hear about guys signing with the BYU football program during that three day window like I said, the the transfer portal is ongoing Uh, coaches this week, is trying to get ready for a bowl game. They have SMU. And we'll talk more about what Kalani Satake had to say in his press conference that they held on Monday here in just a moment. But they're trying to fit practices in. He says they're going to get 9 to 10 practices be- in between now and then. I have a hard time believing they're actually going to pull that off. But hey, nonetheless... It's a crazy time. Oh, and by the way, there's an academic component to all this with college football. Oh yeah, SMU and BYU begin the finals late this week and it bleeds into next week when they are supposed to be in New Mexico in Albuquerque by Wednesday. This is an absolutely just get your Red Bull out type period, for BYU staff and for, for every staff across the country. The, no college football staff, unless a program doesn't have a head coach necessarily, is accepted from this craziness. Even those programs who don't have head coaches, whoever is remaining as the interim head coach or anybody on staff, they are doing their best to keep things moving as best they possibly can. This is this is the new reality of college football. And all by the way, on top of all all of the other craziness out there, name, image, and likeness is still absolutely a conversation with these athletes. You can guarantee that collectives are out there telling athletes, if you come to our university, we'll guarantee you this much money, this much publicity, we'll get you sponsorship deals, we'll get you a car, you name it, it's happening. Was that supposed to be the intent of name, name image, and likeness when it was officially announced in something that the NCAA greenlighted? No, because it is a recruiting inducement. That, that is what it's doing, and recruiting inducements are against NCAA rules, but the NCAA has been so neutered and is so toothless these days, there's no chance of them actually enforcing the rules as constituted. So therefore, collectives rule of the day in name, image, and likeness adds to a whole nother element. This is going to be an absolutely insane month it looks like, and BYU is lucky enough that some of the craziness may die down with the fact that they are playing a pre-Christmas bowl game. They play the opening weekend of bowl season, which, by the way, if you did not see the official news, BYU will no longer be kicking off the uh, New Mexico Bowl at twelve fifteen, or twelve thirty Mountain Time. It will now be a five thirty Mountain Time kickoff. And BYU got the big spot on ABC. The Las Vegas Raiders had them flex; uh, they had their game flexed out of Sunday Night Football, necessitating a revamp of the college bowl lineup, the Las Vegas bowl between the Florida Gators and the Oregon state Beavers will now kick off at 1230 in Las Vegas on ESPN. And then BYU and SMU get a big time audience window in prime time across the entire country. This is seven 30 Eastern six 30 central five 30 mountain four 30 Pacific 230, 130 Hawaiian, regardless, you are going to be able to be seen far and wide on over the air television. You don't have to have a cable subscription to see BYU play this game in New Mexico. This is a huge opportunity for BYU to put a good impression in the minds of the nation and hopefully get to 8 5. Now, SMU is going to make that very difficult because they have got a very high powered offense. And we actually know that Tanner Mordecai, their quarterback, is going to play. Uh, Irett Lashley, their head coach, said as much, but we don't know the status of Jaron Hall. We'll get you the latest on what Kalani Sitake had to say about Jaron Hall, as well as the rest of his athletes when it comes to his uh, press conference from yesterday. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. First, let's get a word in on one of our great friends over at Omaha Steaks. Now, I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast. I'll say it again. My mother-in-law has been gracious enough to send me a box of Omaha Steaks every single year around the holidays for the last four or five years running, and I always look forward to it. The best part about this is I'm going to help her save some money. I'm going to help you guys save some money as well, but real quick, the holidays are here. You can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of per- perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated uh, gift a set, a set of c- curated gift packages to help you guys take the guesswork out of gifting and help make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. You heard the right. Half off site-wide. All, plus, use the promo code On at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. Folks, half off plus $30 off your order, what in the world are you waiting for? I absolutely crave uh, their flaming yams. They're absolute money. I think they are just perfectly done. And the best part is you toss them on the grill, you put them in the Traeger, your smoker, whatever it is, it's going to come out absolutely incredible. So send in an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like that legendary Butcher's Cut Flame and Yawn, their air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, or even their easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush when it comes to the holidays. Go to omahasteaks.com and once again, use that promo code LOCKED ON at checkout. So once once again, Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered by with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Get 50% off site-wide. Plus, use that promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you once again for checking us out here on Locked On. Cougars absolutely love having you guys join us. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as well, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only the Locked On Network can provide. It's an absolute incredible uh, podcast. It only is 25 minutes or less, and you're caught up on everything from the major news out there in sports. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Kalani Satake. I sat down with the media yesterday. I was on that call uh, speaking about the New Mexico Bowl. Brett Lashley, the SMU coach, was also on there. And there was an interesting note. I actually asked Coach Lashley. I'll start there about if he was expecting any opt-outs from his program. He mentioned that Tanner Mordecai, their star quarterback, who is probably going to be an NFL draft pick, is expected to play in this game. But Rasheed Rice, their star wide receiver, has 96 receptions, 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's just an absolute star. He said that he's been playing with an injury most of the season and there's some concern that he may not be ready for this game. And if you're a BYU fan, you are hoping, and I would would tell you, you are hoping that Rasheed Rice does not play in this game because he will cook every one of BYU's backs. I got nothing against BYU's DBs. I actually think that they've got some very, very talented guys back there. But what Rashid Rice has done all year long is cook every single secondary seemingly that he's gone up against. And the fact that he did 1,300 yards, nearly 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns, apparently dealing with an injury most of the year. If he's 100% healthy, what record does he set? What, what kind of records does he set? Because he already broke Emmanuel Sanders, a longtime NFL wide receivers records at SMU for receiving. This is a kid who's ultra talented and that is a thing to monitor in the lead up to this game. Now conversely, the BYU football program, Jaron Hall based on what I understand, what I have been told by my practice insiders, you guys know I, I talk to people down there, he has not been participating in practice to this point. Is that a point of concern? Yes, because obviously you'd like to see him be able to get ready for this game. Is it critical that he gets on the field by the time BYU leaves for New Mexico? Not necessarily. Because Jaron Hall, we all know this, the Notre Dame week, he did not take a single snap up until they got on the field down there at Legion Stadium. Now, it could be argued that he probably should have rested that game, but I think the evidence shows us that BYU had no confidence in any of their backup quarterbacks, chiefly Jacob Conover. If they did, they probably would have thrown a guy like Jacob Conover out there and said, you know what? We're going to let you rest this week, uh, Jaron, and we're going to see what Jacob's got for us. They did not do that. They threw Jaron out there. So, if Jaron is anywhere near getting cleared to play, you will chance that in the lead up to this game who would be BYU's backups well Kalani Sitake mentioned Cade Fenegan, Soljay Maiava Peters as well as Nick Billups saying that all three of them would compete that is news to me that Cade Fenegan is back practicing because I have not seen him on the practice field in fact I have seen him in a boot essentially since the end of October if he has made a miraculous recovery and is capable of playing he very well if Jaron Hall is not cleared is your starter in this game against SMU but even then you will do everything and I'm, I'm speaking as if I'm Kalani Satake or Aaron Roddick. You will do everything within your power to get Jaron Hall on that football field because you need him out there. This is a game... SMU averages 38 points per game. They also give up so many points. They're 123rd in scoring defense. You have a chance to score points on these guys. This could be an absolute shootout that thrills, excites, and just absolutely mesmerizes people. Similar to the Holiday Bowl 42 years ago in 1980. But if you want that to happen, Jaron Hall, number three himself, has to be on the field for BYU. I, I just I've got nothing against Soul J. I got nothing against Nick Phillips. I've got nothing against Cade Finnegan. But they are not Jaron. Hall. You need Jaron Hall on the field if you want to have any hope of playing for BYU. Now, Kalani Satake also did say that no other players, based uh, other than the ones we already know about, guys like Peyton Wilgar, etc., that have already suffered season-ending injuries, he mentioned that no other of those guys are out for the season. So, Pukunikua, he's I would assume is going to be available to play in this game, so that's obviously a boon to BYU's chances. Gunnar Romney's an interesting one because Gunnar has only played in two games for BYU this year. He's dealt with numerous injuries, had the lacerated kidney, uh, got injured once again against Notre Dame, and we've not seen him since. Could he get himself right enough to play in this game? We'll see. But if BYU is relatively healthy going into this game, they've got a decent shot at winning it, but you gotta have Jaron Hall out there. The offensive line for BYU, I would expect that guys like Blake Freeland, uh, Clark Barrington, I've not talked to Clark about this, Kalani said he doesn't expect any opt-outs. I asked him the question, are you expecting any opt-outs out of this game? And his uh, answer was a one word answer. No. Okay. We'll take you face value coach. So there is a, there is a decent opportunity for BYU to finish this season with an eight and five record. But the biggest thing for them is to make sure they are as ready as they possibly can be. But going back to our previous uh, conversation about the transfer portal finals, uh, dealing with recruiting there, there is so much going on. And by the way, are still looking for a defensive coordinator. Uh, I, I've been told that BYU is working fast and they're trying to get it done as quickly as possible. They have narrowed in on their top candidate or candidates. Uh, you can read into that what you will. I've already talked about guys like Sean Nua. Uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Jay Hill. I just wanted to say Jerry Hill. That's on Jay Hill up at Weber State. Uh, we already see all the report, and I, I can confirm that there's there's Obviously, interest in getting uh, Kelly Papinga back to BYU. Uh, Gennaro Guilford is the only defensive coach I have seen out recruiting, so that's a pretty good indication that I think the entire rest of the coaching staff, uh, defensive coaching staff at BYU, Ed Lamb, Preston Hadley, Elisa Tuiaki, and Kevin Clune, either are currently waiting to be dismissed or have already been dismissed. There's some. Gray area about that. I would assume that they are all gone at this point if they do not anticipate being retained on the staff. And I think it's a pretty good indication that Gennaro is the only defensive coach that is in conversations to remain on BYU staff. The fact that he was out visiting uh, star wide receiver Malachi Riley down there in Southern California alongside Fessy Satake is a pretty good indication that whoever uh, might be the defensive coordinator uh, apparently thinks highly enough or Kalani has influenced them enough to keep Gennaro on staff, at least for the time being. So there is just... (laughs) I do not envy BYU's coaches because they're going to have to essentially go out and recruit, return coach, go out and recruit, return coach. They're going to be doing this in shifts. And I asked Kalani about it, and he said we're going to be re- relying on our GAs uh, to help with some of the re- coaching out there, obviously getting uh, guys uh, up to speed. He says players are obviously going to be running meetings and practices in certain circumstances with coaches out on the road recruiting because BYU doesn't have their full complement of 10 uh, assistant coaches to recruit right now. So they're working at a deficit in many ways. BYU but I can tell you this much having guys like Aaron Roderick Fessy Satake, and of course the kingpin himself, Kalani Satake, out on the road recruiting. That's given BYU as good of a shot as they possibly can get. Those are BYU's three best recruiters in my mind. General Guilford's probably number four on that list. And Steve Clark, he's kind of that sneaky uh, guy that just gets results, it feels like, on the recruiting trail. like They're all going to be out working hard. So guys like Jan Jorgensen, Raylan Singleton, uh, who else is on that uh, assistant, uh, not the assistant pool, the GA slash analyst pool. They're all going to be getting extra work this week. They're going to be operating essentially as if they are position coaches, uh, in meetings with these players, uh getting them up to speed on film. There there is so much on the line for BYU here and we've heard it from these players. They want to finish this season 8 and 5. They know that they they choked in a big way going 0 for 4 in the month of October. It it it, it just it nuked every possibility for the season that they were expecting to have. I, I, in their heart of hearts, if you were to give truth serum to the entire BYU football program, I truly thought that they thought they were capable of winning 10-plus games for the third straight year this year. And maybe had things gone a little differently, they may have achieved that goal, but right now all you can do is focus on getting to 8-5 and five and not sinking to 7-6 and six and having a two-game losing streak in bowl games going into the Big 12 era. That that That's the carrot out there for you guys. I am expecting a high-flying game against SMU. It just seems like it's, it's shaping up for that. And the nice part is it'll be in prime time, my friends. And by the way, I will be down in... Uh, down at, in Albuquerque at the game. I want to say Las Vegas. I'm not going to Las Vegas. We're going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. My my work, the KSL Sports Zone, my radio job, has been kind enough to pony up and let me travel with Mitch Harper, obviously. Many of you know him. host of Cougar Tracks and, of course, BYU Insider for KSL Sports.com. Uh, he and I will be kind of tag team coverage of the New Mexico Bowl and looking forward to it. So if you're going to be going to Albuquerque, hit me up. I already uh, had... I'm actually going to pull this up here right now. I apologize. I probably should have pulled this up earlier. Uh, I got a message from one of our Long-time listeners, and let me, I'm literally pulling this up live as I do this podcast. I know live is relative to you guys. Uh, Spencer Shaw, so Inspector Shaw on Twitter, actually he sent me a picture of his son. Uh, his son is Elder Aiden Shaw. Aiden is serving in the Albuquerque mission. He was a longtime loyal listener of Locked On Cougars before going on his mission. And uh, according to uh, Spencer, uh, he would love nothing more uh, than to be going to the game. But obviously with it being on a Saturday and it not being a P-Day, probably not going to happen. But I would hope that guys like Spencer Shaw, if you has, if you like our Spencer and are probably going to this game, he talked about potentially surprising his son. I told him if he doesn't surprise his son... I may go find Elder Shaw and say what up to him, but... uh I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very, very fun game just with regards to the two teams going head-to-head in this one. I know that Albuquerque doesn't necessarily perk everybody's interest, but there are some things in the land of enchantment or entrapment, depending on who you ask when it comes to New Mexico, and I look forward to checking it out. I- I've only been to Albuquerque one time. I stayed a night there one night, driving through on my way uh, to a job many, many moons ago, but uh, it would be a fun time. I-, 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 I, It's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to getting some green Chile, obviously, and obviously taking in a game down there in at New Mexico and hope you guys are gonna do the same. All right, we will round out today's show with some final notes on some other BYU topics we have not had a chance on chance to touch on quite yet this week. Uh, but a Another shout-out real quick to Elder Aiden Shaw. Thank you for your service out there. And maybe by the time you get back, maybe your dad can save this clip and send it to you on your mission. All right, more in a moment. Uh, first, though, a word on our friends over at, oh, I apologize, uh, Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, obviously, huge fan of this company. And Built Bar, I'm holding this up right now. I keep this actually by my desk. I actually keep one at all times in case I get the munchies. That is the Cougar... Uh, let's see if you guys can see that I don't know it's the Cougar Tail Built Bar and it's a specific one to the BYU football program they built it uh, because they obviously have that team wide NIL deal with Built Bar that benefits all of BYU's football players giving them walking around money if they're a scholarship athlete or if they are a non-scholarship athlete to walk on they give them enough money to match what would be their annual tuition it's absolutely incredible the best part is about these Built Bars these Cougar Tail Built Bars they are actually giving even more money back to the BYU football program 15 15% of all the sales of Built Bar goes right back into the BYU football program. So just sink your teeth into that first bite and it will absolutely change what you think of, of protein bars. I'm telling you, Built Bars are my favorite. Get 15% right now, by the way. You can save yourself 15% while also giving 15% back to the BYU uh, football team by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. So once again, go to Built.com, order a Built Bar like this Cougar Tell Built Bar, or get any of your other favorites out there. They've got new flavors. Flavors for the holidays going on right now, go to built.com, check it out. Make sure you use that promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. Absolutely love this company, and the best part is they are huge sponsors of BYU and BYU football, so support our friends at Built Bar and do it right now by using that promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com Today's show is also brought to you in part by our friends over at UCCU. I have been banking with UCCU for three decades in my life, and many of you know that I'm in my mid-30s. That should tell you how long. I have been with Utah Community Credit Union. They're absolutely phenomenal at what they do. And right now, they're trying to help you guys battle all what well, we're all battling – higher interest rates, inflation is on the rise. They are trying to help you guys save some extra money and they're doing it with a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Now, you're probably wondering, Jake, what is the difference between uh, a savings certificate and my savings account? Well, they're similar. Uh, You put the money into the account and usually with savings accounts, there's unlimited withdrawals and uh, deposits. With a savings certificate, you put the money in once and then you just kinda let it grow and grow and grow over the term, it's 15 months in this case with UCCU. But they're also adding one really cool option uh, to this uh, circumstance is they're offering a one-time bump rate or a rate bump, as I should say, during the 15 months. If inflation and interest rates continue to rise, which we based on evidence right now is probably going to happen once during that 15-month term, you can bump up the rate and increase your rate of return. And you can do it with our friends at UCCU. It's absolutely phenomenal. They're a great company. They're located all over Utah Valley and they have expanded now into South uh, South Salt Lake County. So give them a shot. If you'd like to get started on that, give them a call. Go online to uccu.com or stop in to any UCCU branch. But remember, this offer is only for a limited amount of time. So get that 15-month savings certificate with that incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Or they can customize it with a variety of term options any other type of savings certificate you'd like to do get in there visit uccu.com to learn more and get started now that's uccu love where you bank. Alright, thank you once again for making Walked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A couple of notes before we go on today's show is congratulations to Casey Klinger. He said the school record in the 5,000 meter indoor race is just one of 8 top 10 marks set by the BYU men's and women's distance runners at the Sharon Collier Danville season opener, hosted at Boston University over the weekend. Uh, Klinger shattered Connor Mance's 2021 record with 13 minutes, 28 seconds flat. He actually smashed it by more than almost 11 seconds. Finished at 13 minutes, 17.36 seconds. Absolutely incredible number uh, for Casey Klinger. Congratulations to him on that record. Like I said, eight other uh, athletes had top 10 marks at that event. BYU will actually be hosting their first indoor event, the BYU Invitational, later on this week. We'll get you ready for that as the week progresses. On the women's basketball front, two notes for you guys before we go. Here's congratulations to Lauren Gustin. She was named Mountain, uh, it's not Mountain West. Jeez co-West Coast Conference Player of the Week on Monday after earning her 8th double-double of the season last week. She is number 2 nationally with those 8 double-doubles. Scored a season-high 24 points and pulled down 17 rebounds in a 76-67 road win at Boise State. Uh, Gustin is one of the stalwarts for this BYU women's basketball program. It's not been the start of the season that they would like, obviously, but they are headed back out on the road. They're headed to Logan uh, today, actually, uh, to match up with Utah State. It's an 11 a.m. mountain time tip. So uh, by the time some of you may have watched and or listened to this podcast that game may already be in the books, but it's an 11 a.m. Mountain Time game. The game will be streamed on the Mountain West Network and I would fully expect that Lauren Gustin challenges for yet another another double-double. She is just an absolute machine. When it comes to rebounding the basketball, she understands uh, the spin rates of basketballs, knows how to position herself well, and she just gets after it. That's the other thing about it. You, you have to have a desire to be an elite rebounder. And that's exactly what she is. So congratulations to her on that honor. All right. So now you are up to feed on everything going on in BYU sports. Tomorrow we get you ready for BYU and UVU, the crosstown clash between the Wolverines and the BYU men's basketball program. Is BYU in danger of getting upset for a second straight game by a lower level team, and I mean that lower level by in terms of the net ratings, etc. We'll talk about that. We'll also update you on anything new when it comes to the transfer portal, the coaching search at BYU. We got you covered every single day right here on Locked On Cougars. So thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, our friends over at the Lock on Big 12 Podcast. Josh Neighbors doing a great job making sure you know everything going on in the Big 12 Conference. Coaching searches, transfer portal. He's got it all covered just like we do right here. Check that out free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked on Cougars Podcast. See ya.